Hello and welcome to another edition of TLC Talk Radio's Tasha Talks. I'm Tasha and we have another great episode of Relationship Chat on deck for you. But before we get into that, don't forget to check us out on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tasha Talks with a Z and TLC Talk Radio, just as it sounds. Today's guest is Miss Katie and... In an effort to um, hmm, spare others <laughs> yes. from some things that she's experienced, she's here to uh, talk about some challenges she's faced. And she wanted to share her story of being married to a narcissist. Yes, that is correct. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Katie. Yes, thank you so much, Tasha. I'm so glad to be here. Now, sharing this story is brave. You reached out to me. I was soliciting. Yes. Uh, I'm a Facebook producer, everybody. And so I'll ask, uh, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? And Katie uh, privately messaged me and said, hey, this. And I was like, wow, <laughs> set a date. Yes. <laughs> Let's yes. do it. What made you reach out and decide that this is a story you wanted to share? Well, I feel like um, in our community, um, I don't feel that the narcissistic narcissistic behavior is spoke up, spoke about a lot. Mm -hmm. So when we are victims of it, we have no idea what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I just feel I want to help people, men and women out there to realize these characteristics are real and it, you know, it is troublesome and you can overcome. Yeah. Narcissism, I, I pulled it, uh, some research from psychology today, yes. and narcissism is often interpreted uh, in popular culture as someone who's in love with themselves, right? They exactly. Don't, they don't have a lot of empathy for others. No. Um, everything is about them. Um, exactly. And they'll do whatever it takes, whether or not it hurts uh, the other person. In fact, th uh, a narcissist will view everyone around him or her as a tool to get what he or she needs. That is correct. Okay, so that is exactly correct. When mm -hmm. did you? Let's just start from the beginning. Tell okay. us your story, and okay, you know, you sent me a, a snapshot, but tell the listeners Absolutely. your your story. Absolutely. Well, um, I grew up in a Christian home. Let's just start there because it does set the atmosphere of why um, I stayed in this relationship. Um, for 18 years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I did grow up in a Christian home. And of course, we were taught Bible principles. And um, we were shown Bible principles as well. My mother and father did live this life in front of us. Mm -hmm. um, so what has happened is um, we met in high school, actually. Okay. And this person and I met in high school. And I never dated, but it was always um, a seeking. He sought after me. Mm. Um, quite a bit and it got to a point and that I did leave the school and I transferred to another school mm -hmm. and when that happened I just thought it was over and out of my life and then one day I saw after we graduated I saw a friend a mutual friend and he said well I'm gonna give him your number I gave him my number because I wanted him to contact me um, as far as this friend and not the person but he gave the person my number and said, guess who I ran into? You know how you see someone you haven't seen and you're just excited. And um, I was really glad we were, he was on fire for God. And, you know, so we were all going to just hang out and just have fun. 
So he gave this person my number and he remembered where I live because one day I did not know he did follow me home because I'm like, I never gave him my address. But anyway, he, you know, we were adults at this time, I guess about 19, 20, maybe about 20 Mm -hmm. um, years of years, age years old. And um, so he came by my house and it kind of just went from there. Uh, We started dating. I was interested. He was interested. But let me explain a little bit more detail about this personality and how one can get caught up in it because what they look for um, uh, is a supplier. See, I was the supplier because most of the time the supplier is a person with a big heart and I, I make whatever I'm saying, I make my boast in the Lord who I am and what I am and um, things I've seen and overcome. Sure. I cannot say that it is of myself, but I do know that they look for people who is easily persuaded. Mm-hmm. And you can interpret that any way that you would like, but you are easily persuaded. You have a big heart and you 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 want to please people. Sure. So you're a people pleaser. Sure. Because they want to be pleased. <laughs> right. So um, I had the supply and he had the need and it just went from there. And I remember the first week, the first week of marriage, you know, I started seeing this behavior, but I had no idea what this word meant. I had no idea what it was. I just felt like, oh, well, that's just him. And I, let me do better. And that's another thing. They will always make you feel like you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. And, you know, they'll tell you, you know, you're beautiful and do little things like that. But um, at the end of the day, as long as they got their supply, they're happy. So let's go back. So okay. this this started at the high school level. So you're not at all <laughs> mentally or emotionally equipped to even recognize exactly that something is a little off, right? Exactly. You're like, okay, well, he came to the house. Eh, maybe he just likes me. Because you're yeah. not thinking, because as you mentioned earlier, you you have no experience with this. Exactly. So you're like, okay, well, all right, that might seem a little strange, but maybe he just likes me. You mentioned that within the first weeks of marriage. How long did you guys date? We dated for six years. Okay. Okay. So and you wanted to spend some time and make sure that you knew what you knew? Uh, yes. Okay. And also, um, these this personality type like uh, status. Okay. So we delayed and waited the six years because he wanted to um, be financially uh, state more stable than what he was. Okay. And... Um, so that's, that's and that alone that is not a bad thing. But when you pile it it's on top not. of the other things. Exactly. OK, so you mentioned that in the first week of marriage, you started to see some things. What kinds of things without revealing anything that's uncomfortable? OK, so I wanted to we had just moved in a house, mm-hmm. just purchased a home. And I wanted to clean the home because it it was just really just out there and brand new not brand new but someone had lived there so I wanted to clean and you know and I didn't have a car and um, a friend of mine did so we we actually we didn't have a car Um, we walked to the store to get some cleaning products all right and the walk I guess took a little bit longer than he and I both expected and he was away doing some things preparing for the house as well so when he came back, I was the only one with a key mm-hmm. and he didn't have the key. And I don't believe at that time I had a cell phone. 
there wasn't um, a cell phone. This kind of a while back was cell phones were very new, and I didn't have a cell phone. So when I came back and I walked uh, from wherever we were, me and my friend, I got yelled at so bad. To I felt like I was two years old, and I had really disappointed him and disappointed um, just I just felt a lot of disappointment throughout that whole situation. But I I was trying to explain myself. Nothing made sense. He said, I told you to stay put. These people are, um, they just like things a certain way. Sure. And he said to stay put. And I said, well, I was trying to clean the house and none of that made uh, a difference to him. I was still treated in front of everyone. I was going to ask, was your friend still there? or She was there. Her husband was there. Her two kids were there. And all of this. And um, even the two kids at a later occasion, you know, why does he, you know, do that? Why does he talk that way? And again, with me not understanding, like, yeah, he's right, because I should have just stayed put. And you get, you begin to question everything in your mind. Sure. And you begin to think, you know, okay, something is really wrong with me. Because this is what this person has said and put into you. And I already dealt with um, low self-esteem and depression before. So add it, add that to what I was feeling. I agreed with, I agreed with him. That, that made sense to me. Do you think that when you all met in high school or when he, you know, sought you out in high school, do you think he saw that he could see that you were dealing with some, some uh, self-esteem issues? And so he felt like this is somebody I should go after whether consciously or unconsciously. Absolutely. I definitely believe because these people, it is something in their nature. It is just something common. They can look at you and tell, uh, oh, no, I don't want to be with her because she has a mouth on her. She'll talk back. I want somebody that that won't talk back, that have good Christian values. They they believe in the best for themselves. Lord, is that why I'm divorced? I'm just playing. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm kidding. So, Mostly. <laughs> so, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> but that's what uh, they they believe in the best. And he saw those qualities. Absolutely. At that at that age, at that time. Mm-hmm. I really do believe he did. Now, and I was sought after ever since. Got it. Got it. Um, now, does he have a clinical diagnosis of narcissism? Or is this just us making an educated guess? I'm making an educated guess. Sure. But I'm 99.9% sure. That I am correct. I agree with I, I you. I see all of, if you continue reading, there, mm-hmm. are, there are all kind of signs. Um, he has all of those signs and more. Yeah. Uh, this is, again, from Psychology Today. Ten signs <laughs> that you're in a relationship with a narcissist. Uh, conversation hoarder. Conversation interrupter. A rule breaker. A boundary violator. A false image projection. And, you know, full disclosure, I've known Katie most of my life. And yes. uh, number five stood out to me even when I was 16. I was like, who is this dude? Um, wow. wow. <laughs> really? Wow. Um, entitlement that I wouldn't have been able to see. Uh, a charmer. Grandiose personality, certainly. Uh, negative emotions. And that's what you were talking about earlier. Yes. W- did your friend say anything to you at that first kind of, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure everybody was shocked, yourself included. Like, yes. whoa, what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, maybe he's having a bad day. You know, people would tell me all the time, and they would see things, and, you know, you, why do you take that, or why do you? 
I, I, I listened to them, but also I was trapped. I felt trapped and I couldn't do anything about it. So um, they, they would see. And, oh, my gosh, Katie, I am praying for you. And so, yes, yeah, she mentioned some things. Sure. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really strong or I really didn't take it in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so. I mean, we're, we're Christians, right? So we're taught, you know, God hates divorce. Um, yes. And one of the things that uh, my pastor, who's my cousin, always says when he counsels couples, whether they're about to get married, but particularly if they're married, when they, you know, hit a rough patch, he always says, is this your wife? Is this your husband? And, of course, the natural answer is yes. And he's like, no, that's not what I mean. Did you pick this spouse? Wow. Or did God pick this spouse? And sometimes... <laughs> Woo, testimony. Sometimes yes. <laughs> yes. we don't realize that we're doing the picking or being manipulated into being picked. Yes. You know, and we're now we feel like, okay, but we this is what we said we were gonna do. How did, you know, Christian views about divorce and marriage impact your decision to move forward or not? Wow. So I at this time I can honestly say and I'm stepped back from um that situation it definitely was the permissive will. Yeah. Uh so it was the permissive will, but I I I felt like okay, you know what? If I pray hard enough, if I pray long enough and you know God said that um I remember years ago he told me I was an intercessor and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can pray him through this. I can, you know, totally. I can do this." And I can take this. And honestly, uh, sometimes I felt like I don't want someone else to go through this. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to take all of this. And um, to one day it did break me. But um, I just felt like, no, I love God so much. I did not want to disappoint him. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go and do something that will separate me from God. Even though I knew the scripture that says that nothing should separate you from the love of God, no height and death and um, or anything. But I still felt like, no, I felt very convicted. And um, I also was told by this person that, you know, that's not right either. Um, because toward the end uh, of the 18 years, I would say different things and because I got just just fed up with things and so I was more open and honest and no you shouldn't do that and you know and I was like you're right God does not like that so I don't want to um I don't want to do I don't want to disappoint God give me an example of what you mean like you would say you are you saying you would just kind of buck whatever he was saying and and he would you know yeah manipulate (laughs) be like let me use Jesus for my own personal no sir (laughs) (laughs) well well, yes I'm going to say that yes it was the scriptures were always turned around to make me feel guilty and make me feel um, really bad about myself and like I shouldn't even think that way so I'm trying to think of um, an actual uh, language, but that was kind of like the tone I got from, and I don't remember the exact words, sure. but that was the tone that I got from. You know, well, we here now, and you know, marriages forever, things of that sort. You know, sure. and I just felt like you're right. Think marriages forever, so okay. this is just what we deal with. Yeah, that's what you deal with now. A narcissist is a charmer, right? So there had to be good times. What were the good times like? 
Oh, my goodness. The good times were so awesome and definitely over the top. Uh, <laughs> I just remember just different dates and situations where, um, like, one time at Red Lobster's, um, I was kind of upset about something. I don't remember what, but it kind of showed on my face. But we had planned this date, and we had a business. So um, I was working hard, and he felt that I needed, um, you know, an outing, a different scene. So we went out, and it was very nice. And at the end, instead of bringing the dessert, well, actually, the waitress did bring the dessert. He had set up something with the waitress, and she said, this is sweet, and it was a piece of cake. And then she said, but this is sweeter. And it was a Movado watch. And um, and I'm like, wow, what is this? You right. know, and he's I know you've been going through uh, with the business and you've been handling things, you know, very well. And, you know, and that was very rare to get compliments. So I was just like cheesing from ear to ear. I was so happy. And um, there was a lot of times like that, you know, where he would recognize um, my hard work and my efforts and. Um, yeah, so I was like, this is really sweet. And she was like, the waitress was just so overjoyed, like for us, for me, right. like you have a great husband and he's this and he's that. And so that was one of the highlights about this person. Um, when he would do something, it was, it was really big. It was big. It was grandiose. It was grandiose. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And was it always done like in front of other people or if, if not maybe done in front of other people, then it was here. Let me tell everybody what I just did. You know, it was mostly let me tell everyone what I did. OK. And what you know, how she should be grateful that, you know, she has me ah. type of situation. And, you know, um, I, she 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 don't want to lose me. She don't want to lose me because no one would treat her like this. And he even said that, you know. Um, no one would ever love you like me. And I was like, you're, you're probably right. You know, I believe that. So I'm trying to keep my radio hat on and not get in my car. Um, <laughs> yes, please. Cause that's kind of where I feel right now. So thank you. There <laughs> you, you're welcome. <laughs> I hope he sees it. Um, so you, you mentioned that there was some verbal abuse. You talked about the way he kind of went at you, uh, when you were coming home from the store, how bad did it get? Did it did it ever get physical? Well, um, I do remember a time where um, I was trying to make a point, and um, I don't remember again the exact verbiage, and I don't remember why we were so upset at each other. We were just really mad, and I know I was right. And at this particular time, I wanted to stand up for myself, and I said, "I'm going to." continue what I'm saying and I'm not going to shut up. He was just saying shut up and I didn't. And um, he jumped up and, you know, just kind of grabbed me a little bit and like really, you know, rough and um, how you wouldn't treat a lady. Right. And um, yeah. So I do remember that, okay. you know, because I wouldn't be quiet because I knew I was right. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and to the narcissist, it's how dare you stand up for yourself. And you standing up for yourself is not really you standing up for yourself. It's you saying that I'm nothing when it's really not that, you know. But if, you know, and, and a lot of times, exactly. um, you know, in my research, I, I've read that it's typically narcissists develop these kinds of grandiose traits to cover something that happened to them very early. Yes. Um, that they may or may not recognize has happened, but 
I can't deal with that. Whatever it is, it's so traumatic, whether it's real or perceived, then they try to build on top of this. And so hmm. even though all you were doing was saying, hey, this is I'm Katie and I'm telling you, he couldn't uh, process it because of his own past and, and yes. hurts. And so rather than deal with that, um, you know, they lash out. Uh, that is the, the style uh, of a narcissist. Um, you mentioned um, when you kind of gave me a synopsis that you just thought this is how husbands talk to wives sometimes. Exactly. Did you ever witness that in your house with your parents? I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, ever. Right. I don't even remember arguments. And um, as we got to adults, they would share different things. But I don't remember a whole lot of disagreements um, and seeing that type of thing. But my thing is this. I thought that this person, I thought that that's the way he handled things and he handles, you know, his wife. So that's why I thought it was correct. Not so much that I've seen it and I, you know, visually, you know, but I just felt like. I believe in letting people be who they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but now I know I don't have to accept that. Right. But you can be who you are and I can leave. See you later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I compl- listen, you already know my story. So what yes. this time? What made you say because were there times that you left before or you separated before or <laughs> Well, um yes, I left 8 times before actually this was the eighth time all right and um each time I would um let him know where I am or he would have a phone number and one time I left I even had uh signed a lease on the apartment okay because I was really um I was really fed up with some things sure and each time he came and was like smooth talker you know, you know, you don't want to do this. How are you going to take care of yourself? And um, and that was another thing. I remember the year that I he typed my resignation letter for my job. So at this point, I didn't have a job or anything. And uh, wait, actually, wait, wait, before- wait. what <laughs> he's typed the res yeah, you can't just skip over that. What happened? He typed a resignation letter yes. and submitted it for you. Is that what happened? No, I turned it into my boss got when it. I got to work the next day. But got it. he. Um, and he wasn't really a typist, so I typed out every word that he said. Got he it. stood okay. over me and gave me the words, sure. and I, I did that. Okay. Because he had come up with a business idea and a plan that he was so for sure would work, and um, you don't need to work anymore. I need you here promoting us, promoting this business, and all of it sounded very legit. Sure. So And I, I mean you want to support your husband. And that's where I was. I right. did. I wanted to support and I said, You're you're right. You know, um th- I love this family and he's when we said family, we met each other. Okay. So sure. I'm going to build um this family. I'm gonna build this business with you and let's do it. And at first I was like, I think we need the income in case this doesn't work out. And I always like knew the right thing to think sure but it was um never considered I, I just didn't have a voice understood okay so that's why I, I turned that in okay and yeah. so then he so then you would leave and he would come and say how are you going to take care of yourself yes and honestly that 
I was so full of fear. Okay. Of being homeless, not being able to take care of myself and not, you know, I have the support of my family. Okay. But that still was like, I don't want to lean on them and I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Certainly. So let me just go back home. So each time I would go back home Mm -hmm. and with this personality type, the only way that you can be free is to disconnect. So this last time I did not tell him where I was. I did not uh, give him a phone number. And actually I didn't even have a phone because I didn't have a job then either uh, when I first left. But um, so that's the only way to break free is to cut that communication, cut the ties. So you left, did you leave a note? Did you just kind of disappear one day when he was gone? Well, I remember I was outside of myself. It felt like an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. I was so upset and and my heart was racing. And I said, I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. I don't want to argue with you. And every time we would argue or I would stand up and be aggressive toward the end, he would say, now that's what I like. That's the Katie I like. And I'm like, well. I don't like to fight. I don't like, you know, the discord. Sure. So I took my car and I went to the office. I lived in my office for a couple of weeks because that's how serious I was. I didn't have any money and we had just rented an office. So I was very serious and I walked. I said, I'm not coming back. And, And of course, he made light of it like you'll be back. Yeah, right. Because you, know. you had done it before. I've done so it he, before. He just thought, oh, well, this is just her having a, mm-hmm. a, a tantrum. Exactly. Exactly. So after the two weeks, um, a friend of mine um, went to the house with me and I grabbed some things. And he's sitting there on the on the sofa or in a, um, a recliner chair and was like, you, you shouldn't do this. And, you know, and I said, well, I have to. I have to. I can't live in that office forever, and I'm not coming back here. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. So has he tried to reach out? or? Um, he has tried to reach out through email because um, that is the only communication that um, uh, he has access to me. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't respond yeah. to those emails. I don't do any of that. But... Um, yeah, he has tried numerous of times. So how long has it been since you made this last exit? This was May of 2017. Oh. And so now we're in November 2018. So it's been over a year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very happy that I've made this decision. Sure. I didn't know I had to make it, Mm -hmm. but anytime that something is stopping you from your purpose, stopping you from being who you are. You need to really wake up and realize that maybe this is not for you. Yeah. Your heart is so amazing. Oh, like I see <laughs> I see the the hundreds and thousands of people you're going to help. First by just hearing this story, the people you'll inspire and the people Amen. they'll inspire ex- exponentially. Amen. Um and then I see, you know, the way you'll just speak to people about it just in person. Um yes. because it, what you've done is incredibly brave. Just again, even reaching out. Like I had, I didn't know the extent of, you know, I was just like, eh, I would have told somebody different, but <laughs> you I know, know, I've, know. I've yes. made my own errors. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I know all yeah. about that. Um, I've, yep. I've probably made more than you, but <laughs> <laughs> pray for me. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> uh-huh. but 
I didn't know it was this until you sent me that Facebook message and said, no, we need to talk yeah. about this. So I really, really appreciate you coming on before Absolutely. we uh, end. What does moving forward look like for Kate? Wow. Moving forward looks like me just taking time. Um, this year has been so amazing. So many doors have opened for me and it, it just, just free, just being free and allowing God to use me. I hear God and I used to hear God all the time to tell me to move out into ministry, to move out into the prophetic gift that he's given me yes. and, and just owning things that you know, my getting and walking into my purpose, mm -hmm. walking into the fulfillment of Christ. That's why I really want to help people and, and let them know that this is real. This is out here. And we need to tell our young girls what to look for and, you know, look for these signs that, you know, we went over today. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I have a book. I have a book coming out. All right. And I got uh, a, a chapter titles. Nice. And yes, I do. It's in the works and it's been in the works for um, quite some time now. And it is time to release this. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. How can people find you on social media now? Wait a minute before you say that. Like, should we not share that information? I don't want him. to. He don't want me. I mean, I don't want him. To <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, you know, be able to reach you. You know what I'm saying? So maybe. No, no, it's OK. It's OK, because. You know, that's another thing. You can't walk in fear anymore. I'm sure. I'm no longer, I'm not afraid of anything. And let me just tell this really quick story sure. This uh, about how I'm not walking in fear anymore. I used to be so afraid of dogs. I'm telling you, I will reroute my whole life if I saw a dog and, and just any dog, a little dog or a big dog. I just didn't like dogs. So this one big bulldog um, lives in my neighborhood and I walked past. And the first time that he walked past and he came down from the top of the steps and growling. And, you know, I looked at him and I gave him a look like, please try it. And do you know, he's like, hmm. and he went back up. <laughs> All right. Now. I was not afraid. He didn't startle me. I didn't jump. I mean, I'm like, look. I'm not afraid of you or anything anymore. Right. This has really taught me. So I, I find the blessing in this. It's not all bad. Like sure. you said, there were there were a lot of good times. And I, I just whenever we go through things, we need to say, what was the lesson in this? And I got the lesson. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So um, my future, I just really think that, you know, I'm allowing God to use me however he wants to use me. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Yes. So, again, Katie, thank you for being a guest here on Tasha Talks with a Z. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes, that is it for us, of course. Yes. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all social media, uh, Tasha Talks with a Z. And, of course, the station is TLC Talk Radio. Katie, how can people find you on social media? Right. So on um, my YouTube channel is called Katie uh, Chronicles of Katie. It's K-H-R-O-N-C-I-L-E-S um, of Katie, K-A-T-I-E. And that is also how you'll find me on Facebook as well, Chronicles of Katie. And I'm I'm still building, but you know it, you know it's it's out there for you. And I want you to connect with me and share your stories because I just believe that when we share, the Bible says we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimonies. Certainly. So that's why we're here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Amen. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>